From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, good Monday morning, seven minutes past the hour, early in the morning on the job. Thanks for spending this portion of your day with us. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. I have no choice. I have to begin with this. There's no option not to. The White House, the media, utter disgraces. A Texas National Guard soldier saved two illegals who turn out to be drug runners illegally crossing the border. The Texas National Guard member is missing, presumed drowned. The White House doesn't call the family. The media doesn't cover it. Let me give you an example. Since the Texas National Guard soldier has gone missing since we were last together. MSNBC, zero seconds worth of coverage. CNN plus, CNN minus, CNN, zero seconds of coverage. NBC, zero seconds of coverage. CBS, zero seconds of coverage. And congratulations, ABC, you win out of these lying loser networks and cable channels, ABC gave this a whopping 20 seconds. So out of one, two, three, four, five network slash cable channels, 20 seconds of coverage. And I gave thought to why this is so. And there's no uh, there's no debating it, in my opinion. The media can't cover Biden, so they have to ignore it. Simple, just like Hunter Biden. Do you know even Wikipedia? Wikipedia deleted since we were last together. I think it was sometime Saturday. Just deleted a whole section of Hunter Biden and a company that he was directly affiliated with. They, they said it was not it's, – it's like that woman that said, it's not interesting. I forget who she is, but some Democrat fool. Yeah, a Hunter Biden laptop, it's just not interesting. Like you get to decide something's not news because you say it's not interesting. And now they're deleting passages. I told you they've deleted things of the Obamas. This is – what's going on is so incredibly – sick it's dangerous it's almost beyond description at this point it's so bad but how about that no call from the white house and and think about it could the president i don't know if this fellow has a mom still alive or not i think he has both parents but could joe biden call this person's mother And they'll say something like, well, we we want to wait 
to see. But could he call? I mean, you'd have to have somebody call and say, would you take a phone call from the president? Maybe the person would say they would. Maybe they say they wouldn't. Maybe they will because they just want to rip him when he calls. Make no mistake about it. Joe Biden has so much blood on his hands since he's been president. It is it is beyond comprehension. Afghanistan. Every time one of these illegals kills someone, the blood is on his hands. They are purposely keeping this border open. But think about it. The media, the White House, one and the same. They're all together. They can't cover this story. Isn't that remarkable? Isn't that sad? Isn't that sick? At every decent level? They can't do it because it's so self-evident that their agenda is creating all of this. If that was your family member, let's try to approach it from that vantage point for a moment. If that was your son, your brother, husband, nephew, whatever, How would you react? And what a brave, what a brave soldier to go in there and rescue illegals. And then you have to do an incredible examination to even find out who who are these people. Because your Democrat media doesn't want you to know anything. Another thing that I, I have always wondered, why isn't there a camera? There should be a channel and a camera going at all times so that you can see the people flooding into our country. They literally don't cover it on purpose because if you don't see it, they think you're so stupid that you don't know it's happening. I wrote an article yesterday, and it has a lot of eyeballs have seen it because we have, as I've mentioned before, we don't release our page views, but we have incredible real-time analytics and a lot of people. Let's just leave it at that. A lot of people read our story about fish heads. I'm going to talk about that at some point this morning, but let me briefly mention it before we get to our first break. Then when we come back, I'm going to talk about President Trump. He used the expression deranged group of extremists are running our country over the weekend. He's not wrong. Are you allowed to say he's right? Or do you have to word everything in the negative? He's not wrong. We'll get to that. But I've learned a little bit, quite a bit, actually. And if you want to read up, it's on the app. It's at WPGtalkradio.com and many, 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 at least thousands of people have read the piece. Which makes me happy because that's the reason I wrote it. I wanted people to know. 
that an institution that's been around since 2007, I think it's 2007, it's in the story. I'm, I'm, I might be mixing up 2007. Actually, it's, uh, it might be 1997. 2007 was something else. Uh, Don P. Hurley found a treasure trove of photos from an event at the Mays Landing Golf and Country Club uh, that we were a part of from 2007. Oh, it was it was amazing to see all the people. I think Dredgy has been open with fish heads since 1997. But let me just double check. A lot of dates in my head. Where are you at, Dredgy? There it is. It's titled Fish Heads, Beloved Seafood, Told to Leave Their Atlantic City Location. Yeah, 1997, 25 years. I'll tell you, we're living in sick times. Stockton gets kicked out of Atlantic City. Fish Heads gets kicked out. I mean, and if you're a fan of Fish Heads and Dredgy Wood, I mean, they have some of the greatest seafood sandwiches in Atlantic City history. Ask anybody in town that knows and they're told they've got to leave but but jackass marty small has to stay you gotta love it it's really it's really getting beyond sick it's early in the morning anytime anywhere on the wpg talk radio app Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 20 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Also, thank you, Chris Coleman. I mentioned this on Friday for the first time. On the app, there is a Harry Hurley. I want to call it button, but you'll just see my name. See my name. So when you see my name and you click on it, then everything associated with me, the podcasts, which are up every day, the, all the digital content that we do, you will have access to all of that just by clicking on my name. Trump, as in President Trump, to say he pulled no punches would be an understatement. He said we have a deranged group of extremists running the United States. How is that in, in what universe is, not, is that not absolutely true? Quote, in this moment together, we're standing up against some of the most menacing forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen or fought against. Now, you understand this is domestic they're, they're having January 6th commissions. This is, this is the enemy. This was so spot on. Despite great outside powers and dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from with our own, within our own country. I'm going to repeat that because I butchered it. Despite great outside powers and dangers... Our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from within our own country. He's so correct. Quote, there is no threat as dangerous to democracy as they are. 
Just look at the unselect committee of political hacks and what they're doing to our country while radical left murderers, rapists, and insurrectionists roam free. Nothing happens to them. Quote, but no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And your great American liberty is your God-given right. That's I'm telling you right now, if the president stops talking about who stole the election in 2020, because you can't change that now, do all the work behind the scenes to make sure that it's not stolen at boards of elections, boards of canvassers, secretaries of state, attorney generals, and so on. But get off of that. Stay on this. Quote, said President Trump, we have a president right now, sadly, who has absolutely no idea what the hell is happening. Quote, he's shaking hands with the air. He's walking around bewildered. And then he referenced the Easter Bunny, of course. Quote, it's no good. And he's taking orders from the Easter Bunny. You saw that one question mark, right? Said President Trump, you know, quote, the Easter Bunny was a political operative. He did a good job, but I think it was a she. I'm almost positive. He did a good job. Actually, that guy, we should hire that guy. He was very good. He said, no, 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 don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk to those people. End quote. And Biden is doing all of this while Putin does nothing but talk about nuclear weapons and destroying the world. We have our signals very crossed in our country. We have never had a situation like this. President Trump blasted the energy war under Biden in America as Russia is waging war on Ukraine. Quote, our country is being run by a deranged group of extremists. The treacherous crusade against American energy and Ohio energy. The president was in Ohio. While Biden has attempted to blame gas prices and inflation on, quote, Putin's price hike, President Trump noted his administration did not have the struggles Biden has given everyday Americans. I saw, and this goes on and on and on and on, and it's terrific, but I want to move on. Although I, I, I really feel like sharing more of that content with you because it was that good. But I read a piece over the weekend and I actually emailed it to myself so that this morning I could print it and share it with you. Let me, uh, here we go. This is what, this is what really is going on in our country. While these lying liars who lie about lying are doing what they do, Here's real stuff. Quote, it didn't feel like $80 worth of food to me. This is somebody talking about stretching a pot of spaghetti for three days of meals. Someone else is talking about getting eggs and bread from the food bank so that she can afford laundry laundry detergent at the store. Uh, This other fellow who used to buy brand cereals now buys generic cereals instead of what he prefers, and it goes on and on and on.
and you don't hear your Democrat media telling you how many more thousands of dollars this is costing every single American. And it's it's disproportionate because those who can afford it the least. Look, if you if you are rich or you are well to do enough that it's just aggravating to pay more, but you can still afford to pay more. And get the things you used to get and just be aggravated about how much it costs. I don't go to the store um, anymore, and I used to go a lot. I keep saying I I love to go to Sam's. I used to go every single weekend and just love it. My father loved to cook and to shop and to do things, you know, and to get ingredients and things like that. Since the pandemic, we pretty much do it differently. But I still pay attention. This isn't like President George H.W. Bush. You know, he looks down at his watch and the Democratic media goes bananas. Oh, my God, he can't wait to get out of there. He's so detached. He doesn't know what milk costs. If you haven't paid attention, but I'm sure you have because you're paying the tab. Look at what stuff costs. It's mind blowing. Like I saw yesterday morning a little bit of Fox and Friends. And they had this piece of beef that they were putting on this smoker slash grill that was cooking stuff at like, I forget if it was 600 degrees or 800 degrees. And they were smoking it, searing it, cooking it. Really amazing stuff. I looked at this piece of meat and I guarantee you that that side of beef, however much that was, that would cost substantial four figures you go look even at a big box store go look if you used to buy a package with maybe six types of strip steaks or six six ounce or so sometimes they're a little bit more eight ounce or more filet mignons go see the price of this i told you i used to be and i still have there's quite a bit in our freezer We have a big separate stand-up freezer. And I have a bit, quite a bit, not as much as I used to have, of Omaha Steaks. I can't even enjoy that shopping experience anymore. You used to have $19.99 specials. You could get four nice size, five or six ounce filet mignons. And really good, triple trimmed, aged, really good stuff. That's like sixty nine ninety nine. It's 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 crazy what's going on. And I'm telling you, don't believe them when they tell you it's eight and a half percent inflation. Go look at how much everything is up. Energy is up sixty some percent. Food is up thirty, forty, fifty percent. Where's eight and a half come in? What in your life is only 8.5% more expensive than it was before Joe Biden? And let's, let's call it like it is. This all coincides with Trump getting thrown out and Biden getting thrown in. You can deny that if you want. You can say, oh, it was going to happen anyhow, bad timing. No. 
Inflation was about 1%. And I defy you to show it to me that it was above 1.5% at any point. That's manageable. That's expected. You're going to have a bit of inflation. Not like this. And they just lie about everything. Uh, Putin's price hike. Yeah, yeah, isn't that convenient? Putin's price hike. Or the numbnuts that go, Putin. Putin's price hike. Yeah, I'm early in the morning, all right. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or on the website. Fishhead Seafood in Atlantic City told they have to leave their location. Yeah, it's Marty Small again. Walking daily can potentially reduce your mortality by 50%. And it's fantastic. Atlantic City Council votes not to pay the legal bill that ousted John Devlin. Yeah, they wanted Devlin out. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We are so close to warm air today. Virginia soaring into the 80s. Here in South Jersey, 60s at best, even cooler than that right along the coast. I'll give you a high of 62 today with partly to mostly cloudy skies and dry weather. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 51. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in 68. Scattered showers and thunderstorms expected to develop tomorrow afternoon. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour. Even writing myself a note. It's in my book. I'm not going to forget. But I'm writing myself a note just to remind you a couple of times today that we're filling in this Wednesday for Brian Kilmeade and really looking forward to it. Another time where there's just so many consequential things going on all at the same time. It's just, it's, um, it's exasperating if you, if you let it be. Fox News uh, Digital sent me, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, and just consider the subject, Hunter Biden Fox News has received emails. They're Hunter Biden emails. This one demanded that Bo Biden's widow, in capital letters, get tested for HIV. This was a 2018 email. Let me just read it to you. Hunter Biden sent an email to his brother's widow, Hallie Biden, pressuring her to get an HIV test as their relationship deteriorated. In July of 2018, about a month before he fathered a child with another woman. You know what I try to figure out? I always consider that words mean things and someone's actions. It, it's supposed to matter. I mean, let's look at Hunter Biden's life. Dirty, filthy, dishonest. And yet that's the foundation for a book that's titled Beautiful Things. Everything they do is a lie. And it's always exactly the opposite of the truth. 
This guy was with his brother's, his dead brother's wife. I don't know if they cheated when his brother was alive. I don't know. I don't think so. But I know that he had a relationship with her after his brother died. That's sick. And then, of course, it's all documented in his emails, the hookers and the drugs and and everything else. So this Fox News coverage goes on. In an email titled, You Need to Get Tested for HIV, Hallie, obtained by Fox News, Hunter demanded that Hallie get tested for HIV and inform him of the results that day. The email also accused Hallie of turning Hunter's niece against him and called on Hallie to seek, quote, serious long-term professional help. Coming from this guy, you're, uh, to quote Tom Hurley, you're a beaut. Quote, you need to inform me of the result today, all caps. Hunter wrote at the time, quote, I'm getting tested today. I have been sick, scared, Hallie, and you hang up on me. The love you give is so disturbing. I love you, Hallie, even when you're cruel. He added, all caps, get tested and tell me results today. In an earlier email exchange that same month, Hallie called Biden, quote, a passive aggressive a-hole. And Hunter advised her to, quote, focus on your sobriety, end quote. Hunter advising her, oh, my God, I, I just can't. I can't I can't take it. Quote, I hope you have someone to turn to in bed in my brother's house. And that act of love can be for him or her or them and not a secret someone. End quote. Who writes like this? I mean, he must be, you know, on crack highs. Who writes like that? I guess that's all part of beautiful things. Who? I mean, it's to quote uh, Jack Chidrelli. Who does that? End quote, don't feel as if you lost the two best men you or anyone could ever have dreamed of. He's putting himself in the category of the two best men. Wow. Hunter revealed the details of his affair with Hallie in his 2021 memoir, Beautiful Things, explaining that he and Hallie started a relationship in 2016, about a year after his brother Bo died of brain cancer. Hunter said he successfully convinced his dad, now President Joe Biden, to issue a statement condoning the affair in 2017 after he was initially reluctant to offer public support. Quote, by the way, how's it an affair if it started a year and a half after his brother died? How's it an affair? Quote, we are all lucky that Hunter and Hallie found each other as they were putting their lives together again after such sadness, the elder Biden said in a statement, quote, they have mine and Jill's full and complete support and we are happy for them. End quote. Hunter was married to Kathleen Buell, but separated at the time of the affair. Oh, that's why it's his affair. And the two finalized their divorce in April of 2017. During that same time while living with Hallie, Hunter started a sexual relationship with Hallie's older sister, Elizabeth Secundi. That's S-E-C-U-N-D-Y. In addition to ex-stripper London Roberts. I mean, is this is this guy a, a scumbag or what? 
Unbelievable. Just imagine. Come on. Just imagine if anybody named Trump had this resume. In July 2018, the same month that Biden sent his email to Hallie demanding she get an HIV test, Hunter was infamously blacklisted from a hotel in Los Angeles due to his drug over uh, drug use over the course of five months. That was the Chateau Marmont Hotel uh, over a course of five months staying at the hotel. This is according to Miranda Devine's book, Laptop from Hell. More after the break. And finally, a question that I raised and I've raised it, my goodness, a hundred times in the past couple of years. It's finally kind of, sort of answered. I won't call it the truth, become self-evident, but it's it's close. And I'll finish up with, with Sleazy Hunter, and then uh, we'll get to this. Joe Biden will be my topic, and I agree. Oh, you don't know how, how much joy it brings me to tell you that I agree with Joe Biden on this um, – occasion. We'll get to it in a few minutes. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Early in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 It is 49 minutes past the hour. Please report coming up. Wide open forum in the 7 o'clock hour. Also especially pleased to announce that the 8 o'clock hour this morning will be a wide-ranging interview with Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Dom Purdy. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very informative as well. So don't miss any of that. All right, so let's finish um, up on Hunter, and then I can't wait to agree with Jill. All right, hold on here. Story I had. Here it is. I'll tell you, this is a this this is a a creepy family, really creepy. Let's see. I think my favorite line is, "And don't feel as if you've lost the two best men you or anyone could have ever even dreamed of." Yeah, this guy with cracked teeth. I don't mean cracked teeth. I mean crack teeth. And he gets to write a book, Beautiful Things. This ugly, this ugly, twisted. Whew, man, I, I just can't, I just can't believe it. And he's at the Easter egg hunt. And of course, nobody in the media asks any questions. He's like, hey, hi, Hunter. Hi, how you doing? This is normal. Where's Easter Bunny? All right, so let me see. We got past the Chateau Marmont Hotel. Hunter and Howie split in late 2018, which became public in 2019. You know, it must have been a glorious year, don't you think? Wow. In one email Hunter uh, sent to Hallie in 2018, Hunter called her a, quote, clueless, middle-aged, over-Botoxed, flat, A-blank loser. One day later, Hallie responded in part, quote, please stop the nasty emails and anger. I'm not against you, end quote. 
Hunter's jab at Halley came in response to an email from the Bo Biden Foundation for the Protection of Children's Vice Chair Fred Sears to Halley, Hunter and Valerie Biden Owens, the younger sister of President Biden, discussing salary arrangements for Josh Alcorn. Alcorn was serving as Bo Biden's foundation's chief operating officer at the time. That's the charity, by the way, that doesn't really do anything except pay people in the Biden orbit. I mean, it's I'm going to stop this because this is the most dysfunctional, absurd family in probably American presidential history. And the media doesn't even write about it, but they they keep writing about the Trump family. Here you have this elegant, beautiful Ivanka. You have smart sons, Donald and Eric, and they're all under criminal investigation. They get trashed all the time. And, And here, look at this. You can't blame Trump for thinking like, I mean, come on. Look at it here. This is this guy's own emails. All right, so let me agree with Joe Biden. I know this is this is rare. Because I think she's a big part of the problem. First Lady, this is Fox News reporting again. First Lady Joe Biden expressed frustration that Kamala Harris was the top choice for vice president. No, duh. Oh, my God, I said it from the beginning. How do you pick this person? There's, I said there's, there's 360 million people in this country, and you pick, you pick the one that called the president, the candidate then, a racist? So finally, and it's a book that's coming out from New York uh, Times, two New York Times reporters, Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns. I don't know either of them, haven't heard of either of them. But they have a book that is, quote, this will not pass Trump, Biden and the battle for America's future. And it describes the vice presidential nominating process during Joe Biden's 2020 campaign. Quote, I think Joe Biden is a listener of early in the morning. Quote, there are millions of people in the United States. Why do we have to choose the one who attacked Joe? This is a direct quote in the book from Joe Biden. So she's obviously going to have to somebody's going to have to deny it and and lie. Several from Biden's inner circle, however, however, supported Harris on the ticket. Ron Klain, now the White House chief of staff, but he really is the president. Yeah, you you do understand, right? Ron Klain is the duly unelected real president of the United States. Not Joe Biden. Joe Biden, they push him out and he shuffles out and reads poorly and then shuffles out. Yes, quote, Harris attacked Biden more harshly than any other major candidate in the Democratic primaries. Yes, the Biden family had seen it as a smear and a betrayal in Klain's assessment that would work to Biden's advantage. Choosing Harris will show people that you are magnanimous and forgiving. It will show the country just what a unifying leader you can be. The book also highlights Biden's own reservations to select Harris as a running mate, noting her, quote, past 
romantic relationship with Willie Brown, the former San Francisco mayor who had appointed Harris to a pair of minor political positions. The book said Biden described the behavior, quote, as the kind of thing that should be off limits, end quote. Others considered as Biden's running mate, as discussed in the book, included New Mexico Governor Grisham, Michigan Governor Whitmer, as well as activists and members of Congress from across the country. Another candidate who pushed hard for the role was Stacey Abrams, who, according to the book, quote, did not pass the test and was seen by Biden's advisors as a lost cause after she failed to win the Georgia gubernatorial race in 2018. Quote, Abrams fought hard to win real consideration, but never overcame the experience issue that Biden's advisors warned him about, the book claims. So there's the truth. That's not what you think. That's not what I think of Stacey Abrams. That's what they think of Stacey Abrams. Now, I won't be able to do justice to this, and, and I, I wish I had a few more minutes, but I don't. And that's the, the – I guess in a way it's kind of fortunate. I mean we're always running out of time, which is better than trying to stretch and not have enough to um, – important things to focus on. But I read a Washington Post article over the weekend, and I thought it was very interesting – And it's very, very similar to what I've been saying throughout. And the entire article, which is probably several thousand words at least, is all about if one or both houses of the legislature flip, what this will mean in terms of a slew of inquiries, much of which will be aimed at trying to do uh, political damage, says John Podesta. But that's what they say. What it really is going to be about is this group went after innocent people. They tried to manufacture crimes, overstate process crimes, go after people that did nothing wrong and portray them as criminals, lie on FISA warrants, all kinds of bad stuff. Fake Russia collusion, all of it. But this is literally... This is going to be the investigation of Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Joe Biden, a bunch of people. The piece begins, the White House is preparing for a potential barrage of Republican-led congressional investigations next year. So what they're doing is they're hiring new staffers. They're bringing Anita Dunn back, that awful person. The one that said the best thing that ever happened to Joe Biden was COVID-19. That's that's how sick these people are. Because they know he never, ever, he couldn't have won the Democratic nomination and he never, ever could have won the general election without COVID-19 and without the ability of the media to protect him. They would have tried if it were, if it was a normal atmosphere, they would have tried but they would have failed. They would have done it, 
but it would not have been effective. Here, you could say, oh, no, no, he would be viable. He'd be out. He'd be out and about. But it's COVID-19. He's he's the responsible one. They made his absolute abject failure and weakness a strength and snookered just enough people to make it happen. Our 609-407-1450 phone lines are open. It's early in the morning. Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. WGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. This is Hurley in the Morning. Thanks for waking up same. Appreciate you very much. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. This is Hurley in the Morning for ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. Reminding you if you haven't already done so, and this is regardless of, of who installed your system, there is a $59 spring tune-up that's available for all new customers to ambient comfort heating heating and cooling professionals all you have to do call 609-568-0955 that's 609-568-0955 you can also navigate on their website ambientcomfortnj.com the service professional will be attentive the person wears booties in your home. They, they don't track anything into your home. They're very, very considerate and service-minded, and they do a great job. If there's something wrong, they'll be able to tell you that there is a mechanical issue, and their goal is to get you through comfortably and efficiently your summer cooling season. $59 spring tune-up for new clients. Mention Hurley in the morning, please, and call Ambient Comfort at 609 Five six eight zero nine five five. Open forum begins right now, so check in all this hour long. Mayor Don Purdy, the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party, our guest in a wide-ranging interview in today's 8 o'clock hour. And we have something planned. We had to scramble. Mayor Kane is unavailable today. We'll let you know what's happening in the 9 o'clock hour. And this was late last night that this um, conflict occurred. So we'll let you know in about probably an hour or less what's happening in the nine o'clock hour. One thing I will promise you is we won't mark time. We will make it count. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Caller, can I help you? I hear you. I'll wait. I'm a patient man. You hear that? Yeah, I waited for you. Let's do this. Hello? Hello? Yeah, no malice. Uh, I'm calling uh, to uh, assist the people, Harry, that are moving, you know, the uh, refurbishing apartments here. In their situation where people need, and uh, they move in another apartment, 
that thing you have to set up. Um, computer, hearing, various devices, and not be out in the hallway waiting and rushing. And here in Baltimore Plaza, uh, I spoke to the mayor, I spoke to him, and let them know, and the police, senior citizen, veteran, you don't just come in that same day, rushing, leaving them not set up to their devices, whether it's oxygen or hard monitoring. And this is right level of black on black crime i've been getting full of pushback from people and i just want to make this clear i don't care man about what color what party you in uh what gender you are i do not care about that as a civil rights put my life on the line still working gave up jobs money car things you're getting and dragging people down we're men, not going to take it, and Jim Crow, you have to have both to allow this to happen. Man riding your back, oh, you bend over, he rides your back. Even you stand up straight, like Doc Chang say, and you can't ride your back. So I want to make this clear. Nobody in government. I don't care about the noise, the emotion. I don't play uh, the sociopathic game. People here suffering, three men have died. And I think what people got a little hairy about, or I told them they were black men, men I know. What most fools know, are you in a group of class, you have heart problems, high blood pressure, and so forth. So you got to be a little bit more careful. This is not happening. They've gotten $10 million just to help avoid these little problems. There's no oversight. Chief Sarah, Mayor, no matter what, no what, I'm calling. I already spoke to the uh, prosecutor. Will white women protect the rights of black men? I talk to prosecutors, say yes. I say it on radio. But this has to be for real. I don't have to play with nobody. We no more have to play with anybody. Wake up, everyone! See what's happening in this country. Well, Willie, I gotta go. We're awake. You got a lot. You got a lot of time there without a single interruption, and that was some of the most babbling bunch of bull that I I I tried. I tried, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if your head is shaking right now in 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 disbelief. Uh, it started with home renovations. And then it disintegrated into will white women defend black men uh, at the prosecutor's office? I, I don't even know. And I don't even know what to say. Willie, some days you are somewhat coherent. On rare occasion, you are very coherent. And many times, like what we experienced this morning, I, I have no words. You spoke... Who knows? 200 words, 300 words, 500 words, maybe more. And uh, if I had to write down an essay of what I learned in that phone call, it would be it would be impossible. Wow. As always, please don't try this at home, please. You'll be next right after the break. Let's let's put a break in between what we just heard or what we think we heard and what we'll hear next. 
609-407-1450. Open phone line, 609-407-1450. I am early in the morning. I am patient. I think I just proved it. And this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. Here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You know, intelligence officers lied to the American people with no knowledge at all whatsoever. You just were protecting Joe Biden. There was even one poll that showed, what was it, a significant number of Biden voters would have changed their vote had they known that the Biden family syndicate is likely compromised. And by the way, that's where it gets to. They're likely compromised. If you don't think that China and Russia and Kazakhstan and Ukraine have a dossier on Hunter and Joe, uh, you don't understand the real world. They have a dossier. We know Libya had a dossier you know, talking about Hunter being a, a drug addict and loving prostitutes. If you think they're nothing compared to the communist Chinese and Putin's Russia. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. You know, every three seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft. Now, these criminals could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, or even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, watching your accounts or monitoring your credit may not be enough, but protecting your identity is very simple with LifeLock. They are the leader in identity theft protection. And LifeLock.com, they monitor threats to your identity. They will issue you an alert anytime your information might be detected. And if you're a victim of identity theft, you'll get a dedicated restoration specialist in the U.S. that will work to fix it for you. No one company can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction of every business. But LifeLock by Norton, it's simple and easy to help protect you. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or just go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Hannity and you'll save up to 25% off. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com. That's 25% off with the promo. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. 19 minutes past the hour. Phone lines are clear. 609-407-1450. The caller that we um, advised would be leading off to start this segment left us during the break. You can join us now and get on first at 609-407-1450. All right, so I needed a gentle lady observer, an interpreter. And now I wrote to her, well, that's a good point. I said, Willie, needed you to make it. I heard word salad when Willie was speaking. I'm telling you, I'm really good. I'm a good listener. But it started with like home improvement, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So here's the translation. Willie translation: They are moving people from areas of the city that are in substandard housing, Stanley Homes, etc. I think Willie was saying that older people in those houses may need help to move, and when they get to their new housing, make sure the internet and other electric and such is set up and ready to go. Willie said $10 million was appropriated to relocate folks, no oversight. Now that, Willie, if you're listening, if that's the point you were making, that was a good point. I didn't get it, though, until the uh, gentlelady program observer had shared it. Dateline France, French President Emmanuel Macron 
defeated. And this is how the media puts it. You got to love this stuff. French President Emmanuel Macron defeated his far-right rival, Marine Le Pen, on Sunday by a comfortable margin, securing a second term and heading off what would have been a political earthquake. Now, it was supposed to be closer, and it wasn't close. It looks like he's going to get 57 to 58% of the vote. But notice how, do you ever hear or read uh, Donald Trump defeated the far left Hillary Clinton. Now, you don't get that. George Bush didn't defeat the far left Michael Dukakis. George W. Bush did not defeat the far left Al Gore, the far left, even leftier John Kerry. They never, ever get called names. Only a conservative does. I just want to point that out. It, it, I don't know when you see this stuff if it goes over your head or you don't even care in the first place or whatever, or you do see it or you don't see it. For me, it's like a neon sign blinking. I see far right, but it's never far out left, ever, never, ever. See what you make of this one. And I think it means something. And I think it's the, the black male ability of Joe Biden. The United States has held back on sanctioning Vladimir Putin's reported girlfriend. I don't know why they say reported girlfriend. I mean, he's got three children. And I, I remember this um, Russian woman, beautiful, former rhythmic gymnastic Olympian, Elena Kabeva. So it's reported, but I think it's pretty well established. But her accounts are not frozen. This is the background behind it. The belief is that the Biden administration feels that this would ratchet Putin up and further escalate tensions between Putin and the West And that's how Biden, everything he does. Don't forget, they told Ukraine to give up. They told him quit. 24 hours into the thing, quit, surrender. This is how they they operate. Make no mistake about it. Afghanistan, cut and run. Ukraine telling him to quit. Said, hell no, I'm not listening to you. Why, why would they do that? Now, it's awful what has happened, but they don't want to be part of Russia. That's the whole point. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I've got two things I'd like to talk to you about, Harry. Number oh, one, yeah. that lady that ran against um, uh, Macron. Yes, supposed to be a conservative but i've been picking up stuff that i haven't read myself was she a putin endorser a putin uh comrade i mean uh, do you know anything about that at all I, i don't know anything about that i'd be surprised if she was now the only thing that's we have to be fair about is you you could find beautiful quotes from george w bush 
he could see into Putin's soul and Pooty Poot and, you know, trying to have a great relationship with Putin and and all of that. See, everything looks different in hindsight. But Marine Le Pen, I don't remember anything. And for those listening, her name is actually Marine, like the Marina Marine or the U.S. Marine, Bill Gormley, uh, not Marie. Like some people think it's Marie. It's actually Marine. Uh, Marine Le Pen, uh, I don't think there's anything current that would put her in some weird category of being pro-Putin at a time where he's committing genocide. Well, that's that's what I had uh, had my questions about because the few things that I did read about her, I was more in favor of some of the things that she was doing than Macron. But, okay, on a second point is this. I'm here in Upper Township, and we're going to have an election coming up. And just as always in the... Uh, uh, the normal being of the Republican National Party, uh, Republicans like to eat each other. Well, we have another guy over here that's running. He's running as an independent Republican, but he's um, beating the heck out of uh, some of these uh, uh, people that are uh, on the board right now because he wants a job. This is a guy that's a failed plumber. Everybody that he's worked for has had negative comments. So the only thing he can do is get get on the township committee to make a few extra bucks. <laughs> this is a guy that's been a loser. But he's he's once again in the Atlantic City depressed newspaper, and he was in there last week. So this is how he's going to structure his campaign. I really would like the, the, anybody that's listening in Upper Township to understand the person that was fired was not fired completely. He still maintains – the guy's name is Morgan. His, he still maintains the job that he originally had. He just is now no longer uh, – in charge of the additional material that was given to him. And the fellow that was chosen for it has um, degrees, certifications in that particular uh, uh, spot. And so, therefore, uh, this this uh, half-baked plumber is making a big deal that the township committee changed it without authorization. But you know what? It's like when Bush, rather Bush, when Trump went into the White House, he should have fired everybody on the spot and then started anew, one at a time if he had to. The problem is you can't fire everybody, though, because you have a lot of people that have civil service protection. They're, they're, uh, what, what do they say um, when a new president comes in, everybody just treats them like, uh, like new drapery? Uh, they'll, they'll be out in four or eight years and we'll be here forever. The swamp is very, very hard to um, to manage. Yeah. Well, as, as a great executive, President Trump found out they have a way of just outlasting you. They challenge everything. They take you to court. They stretch. They, they they play slow ball. Trump likes to get things done efficiently, correctly, and as fast as possible, so he can get more things done. They operate the exact opposite way. They want to get nothing done. Well, either even Senator Warren has opened her mouth 
and now and calling the other guy uh, a liar and cheat and everything else. <laughs> but they'll take this is another bit of like the Russian uh, uh, business that they uh, ran for so many years. Uh, they're going to take a little bit of uh, information and they're going to make it into m- much more than it ever was considered to be worthwhile. And you know. I just wanted to bring those couple things out, and uh, well done. you have a good day, Harry. You too, my friend. Again. Thank you, sir. You got it. Uh, you can join us right after the break. We've got to jump for just a couple of minutes. 609-407-1450, open phone line, and quite a second half coming up. We're going to have some, uh, no doubt, excitement coming up. Uh, Eight o'clock hour, a wide-ranging interview with Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Dom Purdy. And the 9 o'clock hour this morning that's, of course, always listenable with Mayor Kane. Mayor Kane is on assignment today. He will not be able to do the program. We'll figure out another time this week to bring Mayor Kane on by. But today's 9 o'clock hour, and we didn't know until late last night. I, I was about 8 o'clock last night that Mayor Kane and I spoke that he would not be able to be here this morning. Uh, so we wish him well on, on what he's doing today. And we will visit the 9 o'clock hour this morning with Craig Calloway. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including fish heads in Atlantic City. It's amazing. I've got some stalker out there that no matter what I say, no matter what I write, this individual goes the other way. I'm going to play a game with this with this dirt ball at some point, too. I'll play the opposite game on him, and I'll get him uh, tied up in pretzels knots where he'll be disagreeing with himself when I get done with him. But we work very hard to get it right. And we wrote a very accurate article about fish heads. Most of the article is about what a great place it is and how much people like it. And some of the wonderful things on the menu. And that has been uh, in Atlantic City for since 1997. 25 years. But if I say go, this scumbag says stop. If I say stop, scumbag says go. No matter what. But that's the way that it is. And uh, we're not going to worry about it too much. We're just going to continue to do what we do. And that's to relentlessly pursue the truth. While this individual tries to make it look like this is routine and normal and nothing to look at here. uh, Let's not forget an alleged encounter at Fish Heads between allegedly, according to Craig Calloway, John Devlin, and others, allegedly between Laquetta Small and the owner of Fish Heads. And boy, what a coincidence that would be that on year 26, suddenly there's some lawful reason you can't be there, but it never existed before. Hmm, interesting. But I'm sure that the incident, the alleged incident, with Laquetta Small and the owner of Fish Heads, I don't know. That couldn't possibly have anything to do with the change. I, I Right? I mean, that's, that's what we're told. Do you believe it? It's up to you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour. Three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Fish Heads stories, Fish Head Seafood. They're told they have to leave their Atlantic City location. I'm hoping they can work it out. We'll see. Uh, walking Daily 
can potentially reduce your mortality by 50%. And Atlantic City Council votes not to follow along. They vote not to pay the legal bill. That From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. One and only one substantial rain chance in the forecast this week coming up tomorrow. So today looks dry for South Jersey. Partly to mostly cloudy skies, high temperature around 62. Mostly cloudy tonight and cool, low 51. Cloudy and 68 tomorrow. Scattered showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon and evening. Cooler on Wednesday, high of only 57 degrees. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 38 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. We're in wide open forum. And it's our last uh, 22 minutes of wide open forum for the morning. So check in now if there's something that you want to talk about. I have to call this sort of a conundrum. I'm not sure which came first. It's sort of the chicken or the egg conundrum. But Elon Musk tweeted the simple words, moving on, and I believe he put dot, dot, dot. Now, of course, everybody knows that that meant he was moving on from his offer to buy Twitter. However... Twitter announced late this weekend that they are reconsidering Elon Musk's potential acquisition. So here's how I'm looking at it. Either they thought that they could push Musk into doing more. And the Blaze, uh, which is Glenn Beck's platform, had a lot of good coverage on this. And according to a new Securities and Exchange Commission filing, and we talked about this on Friday, Elon Musk secured $46.5 billion in financing. How sweet is that? That you can do, I mean, he's worth 240 some billion, but I mean, that's not, that's not easy. And he, it's, it's not like a million people. He came up with a couple of partners. $46.5 billion he has secured to buy Twitter. Musk had declared his previous offer to purchase the company outright for $43 billion was his, quote, best and final offer. The $46.5 billion was secured just days after the Twitter board opted for a poison pill. And we explained last week what that means. A poison pill either is to kill something to stop it from happening or really it's strategic to just try to get a better deal to get more when you hear poison pill it's not always to kill it now there seem to be a lot here with the philosophy of twitter and how they like things to be that dictators can be on but but somebody like trump can't be you know stuff like that sick stuff like that The company's decision to engage with Musk, which occurred yesterday, does not mean that they will accept his $54.20 per share bid. But it does signify that Twitter is now exploring whether a sale of the company to Musk is possible. 
and Reuters has some good reporting about that. So this might not be done. And perhaps that's why I'm saying chicken and the egg. And I don't know which came first here. Did Musk saying moving on make them come back? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, 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 we're reconsidering. I mean, they probably wanted to see how far could they push him. How high? I mean, a guy that's worth 240-some billion, how much of a premium is he willing to pay? I am telling you that Elon Musk winning Twitter would be one of the most important things, and there'll be a lot of powerful people, believe me, including probably the White House or something, spending your tax dollars trying to stop it because they do not want a free exchange of ideas. They love it the way that it is. The way it is right now for them, Democrats can say anything and you can't. And that's not right. They can tell lies about you when they stay up. You're not allowed to tell the truth about them. If you missed, it was a very quick comment in my opening monologue in the six o'clock hour, almost what, an hour and 40 minutes ago. And I made the point, Wikipedia deleted an entire section of a company that was involved with Hunter Biden. They said that it was not of public interest. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Like that mainstream reporterette that said, I don't find the Hunter Biden laptop interesting oh no that's not interesting they're talking about a sitting president getting uh paid i mean literally corruption and crime and there's crack and there's whores and there's uh the the brother's wife and and i mean no no there's just nothing interesting in that at all to you this is what we're up against A blatant level of intellectual dishonesty, the likes of which has never, ever occurred in the United States before now. That's how sick it is. And their desire, their their necessity to rid America of Trump. Now, you understand they prefer and it's not eight and a half. It's 10 plus percent. They prefer runaway inflation, five, six, seven dollars a gallon gas. Grocery stores that have no food on the shelves. The pain that it has caused, you understand they are ecstatic about that as compared to the highest employment rate in history, 1% inflation. Everybody was doing great. They prefer this over that because they are sick. They are sick at a level that should disturb everyone, even people of their own party. She'd be saying, hey, you know what? I, 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 can't, I can't go with you people anymore with this stuff. You're, you're completely unhinged. You're out of control. But I'm telling you, you take the wackadoo portion of the Democrat Party, they are thrilled. And anything is worth it. These conditions, shaking hands with the air, uh, being ordered by the Easter Bunny twice, to, you can't talk to people. And Easter Bunny's waving his hands up. And it was a woman, I think, waving the hands. Ah! I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's so unbelievable. 
But trust me when I tell you, it is worth it to them. So when you can't get steak and you can't get chicken and you can't get toilet paper and paper towels and everything you can get costs a fortune and you're at the pump and you're paying 100 hours to fill up your car, it's worth it to them. This is how sick they are. You have to understand to to go on from this, you have to understand the pathology. And this is their makeup. It is worth it to them. When these periodicals and newspapers and online rags, when they get sold for a dollar because they're worth nothing, and if they did their job correctly, they could be worth millions, it's worth it to them. Their agenda is worth total ruination. Sick, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard for you to imagine that these spoken words, that these could possibly be true but they are. And the evidence is all around us. You have to deny what you're lying in our eyes and ears are seeing and hearing uh, for this not to be true. And then again, even if you did that, it still would be. This is early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Mayor Don Purdy, the Atlanta County Republican Party chairman at eight. Craig Calloway, Dateline, Atlantic City including we're going to set the record straight. There, you know, liars who lie about lying are lying about lying right now as it relates to the fish head seafood in Atlantic City. We'll, we'll set that record straight in the 9 o'clock hour. We already did at WPG Talk Radio, the app, WPGTalkRadio.com. It is early in the morning. We'll be back. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. All right, let me turn it down a few thousand degrees because that's pretty heavy stuff. And I'll tell you a little bit about my weekend. We had a great weekend. I hope that you did. Late, when I say late, late for me. Uh, But it was pretty late. I'm trying to remember when I got done. I knew that I didn't have enough time to watch both Eddie and the Cruisers, and Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2, Eddie Lives. But I knew I could watch one. So right before, and I really was very tired at the end of the movie, but I made it. So I watched the first movie on Saturday night. It was great. Love it. And I'm so happy. I have this, um, I don't I guess it's digitally remastered. You know, I don't want to say something that isn't exactly accurate, but it's from the MGM vault. And I believe they're digitally remastered. And I don't know about you, but I love full screen movies. I know they tell you when it's widescreen, you see more. I don't see more. It's too small. You see more. What do you see more of? Tiny more? I want big more. So I I don't know about you. I want the whole damn screen filled. I don't like lines at the top. I don't like lines, at, you know, the black space at the bottom. Or when it's on the left or the right side if it's an older movie. I want full screen. 
And most of the Eddie and the Cruisers movies that you get, and they're hard to get, by the way, seems like the second one is easier than the first one. I, I would challenge you. I have every channel that there is that Comcast has. You cannot get Eddie and the Cruisers right now. You can't rent it. You can't buy it. And you, you think you could call up YouTube and get the full movie? You can't. It's, it's a fake out. It's not there. The first couple of minutes, not even, and then psh, it's not there. So it's not an easy movie to get. I would say about once a year, and there's no fanfare to it. I don't know what brings it about, but about once a year, I watch both of them. The The perfect scenario would be for me a Saturday or a Sunday, very early when I wake up and watch them both, bang, bang. I like that. I did that a year ago. This, I had to have a split double header. So we did it the night, uh, as I mentioned, Saturday, Eddie and the Cruisers, which debuted on September 23rd, 1983. And I always, I don't know about you, but when I, when I like a movie, I really want to know what year it was made. And, uh, and it makes me go back to what was I doing at that time? And of course, I know exactly what I was doing at that time. I was a junior executive at the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. And I remember the time. I remember people talking about being extras in the movie and you had to be dressed a certain way to be an extra and loved the Tony Mart angle, the Summers Point Bridge and a lot of the other sights and scenes that you saw. So I love that localness. And the, I just really enjoy the movies. And a lot of people badmouth the second one saying they blew it and all this. I like the second one, which is titled Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2, Eddie Lives. So if you were on my Facebook page this weekend, you saw I started on Saturday night with the Eddie and the Cruisers. And then I posted about Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2, Eddie Lives. Then you have the cool... Uh, angle of Michael Antunes, who was just in town last week, who's in both movies. Even though he passed away in the first one, they have a flashback, and he's in it. He's in the second one as well, and he's still he's almost eighty, and he is still a phenomenal player. And we'll tell you about it when it gets closer. But there's something big that's going to be happening. I understand. Uh, that that will be exciting. So that's that's part of what I did. We did a lot more than that, but that that was a lot of fun. And I wish there would have been a third. Somebody said to me recently, "Well, they they didn't leave anything left. They blew it. They didn't leave anything left." I said, what What are you talking about? They didn't leave anything left. They could, Eddie and the Cruisers could have reunited. Obviously, without Michael Antunes, it would be the new sax player who's who's awesome. So Eddie and the Cruisers could have reunited and made new music and, and played the, uh, the, the found reel reels that, that, they, uh, that they brought out in Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2. I mean, there were so many, so many angles. Not only was there not, is the statement, there's nothing left, inaccurate. There's a ton that could have been done, but I guess they figured they did it. But it would have been cool. I would have liked one more 
Chances are, though, it just seems it's not always the case. I don't know why this is, but it seems with each one, they get worse. Godfather, even though I think Godfather 2 was better than Godfather 1, almost no one agrees with me on that, so I'm probably wrong about that, or it's just individual taste. And I admit, I like Godfather 3. I am biased about Godfather 3 because I was there for part of the filming, and it's very sentimental to me, and it, it just nothing, nothing but good memories of that time that I spent at Trump Castle. And I'm sure, and there were, I had tough assignments. Uh, I remember it vividly, but just was such a proving ground. It was such a time of great personal and professional growth. And I look back at it so fondly and that it made it possible for like a launching pad to do several other important things since then, obviously, including this program. But I loved I loved The Godfather 3. Uh, I know Sofia Coppola gets trashed all the time, and I think some of that's unfair. I, I don't think she's obviously not the greatest actress of all time, but I thought she was fine in the role. And uh, you could have had a fourth one with, um, oh, my gosh, he was in Ocean's 11 movies, uh, Who Became the Don. Maybe the Don Hurley is listening right now. The Don, text me. Who took over for um, Al Pacino in The Godfather? Oh, my God. I, uh, uh, Andy Garcia. I don't need the help. Andy Garcia. Uh, you could have done a four. And by the way, I read extensively uh, Francis Ford Coppola. And had Mario Puzo not died, they were going to make a Godfather 4. And it would have had some flashback stuff. But it would have had Andy Garcia, you know, furthering the family, if you will. Coming up in just a few minutes, the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party will get an update how things are going. And I think it's been just enough time that it'd be a great update. Tom Purdy. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Don. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Joining us now on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline is a good friend, he is the former mayor of Galloway Township, and for about a month now, just shy of a month, he has been the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party. We visited very early in his tenure, and uh, I thought that today would be a nice day to catch up. The chairman has made himself available. We're going to have a wide-ranging uh, issues hour together. Mr. Chairman, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning, sir. Good morning, Harry. How are you? I'm very well. I know you've been busy. Uh, I have been following, but we haven't visited in a few weeks at least, probably about three or three and a half weeks on air. Give us an update. How are things going uh, for the new chairman? Well, um, Harry, I will tell you it's definitely uh, a lot of excitement. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, Keith Davis, again, has done it for 16 years. 
Uh, he's done a great job. Uh, he, he laid it on me, um, uh, turned it over on the 28th of March. And since then, we have been running hard. Um, we a brand new website that's coming out that uh, Keith had engaged with before we took over. So that'll be going live. We've been very active with social media. Nick Willa Rotunda is uh, the executive director. He's a councilman in Absecon as well as a fireman out at the airport and a volunteer fireman in the city of Absecon. Um, we've got a great team uh, coming aboard. And, uh, you know, I'm only the chairman until uh, June after the county committee reorganizes after the election, uh, the primary for the new county committee seats. And then there will be an election process. So um, I'm hoping to stay on. But, uh, you know, that's up to the county committee if they think that we're doing a good job. How would you say in terms of what you inherit um, the state of the Atlanta County Republican Party? Obviously, last year was a Republican wave election. It's no disrespect to Keith, but honestly, Mickey Mouse could have been the chairman last election cycle. Uh, And again, I'm not saying that to be a wise guy. I have no problem with Keith. I think Keith is a good man, and I think he did a good job for 16 years. But that was a wave election where I think the rubber meets the road, we'll say to a car guy, Purdy, Purdy Auto, Purdy Towing. Uh, What I'll say to you is show me what you can do when it's not a wave election atmosphere and then you really see the 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 metal the making of the man or the woman uh last year i don't want to make light of it because obviously vince palestina was a fabulous candidate from central casting and did a great job and led a sweep of the legislative seats republicans haven't had all three in quite a while but what are your thoughts about where the republican party in atlanta county stands now and heading into the future election cycles that, well, one of them is right before us. Well, let, let's start off by saying that, you know, uh, Atlantic County has been very strong Republican controlled for many, many years. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with um, just not Republican uh, leadership on our side, which we'll call administrative, but, uh, you know, great candidates. I know, but you say that, though, and I'm not trying to be a wise guy. Uh, or con- or confrontational, but not long ago, there were two out of three Atlanta County constitutional offices in the hands of Democrats. Of course, Curcio beating uh, Carney uh, two terms ago because he beat him twice in a row uh, changed that. And obviously, uh, Ed McGettigan for 15 years was the clerk. Joe Giralo changed that twice, I think, at least uh, in the past decade. Democrats got to within 5-4 of the um, uh, the Atlanta County Freeholder Board, now Board of Commissioners. And again, Republicans always seem to be able to just take off whenever they get close. It does seem like Republicans have like a fifth gear overdrive. Again, a uh, car metaphor for a car guy. Uh, and then it wasn't that long ago where there was a Democrat senator, uh, a Democrat, um, one at least of, of the General Assembly. So... I want to agree that Atlanta County is a Republican county, but I think it's more a, um, you know, a, uh, a mixed bag. 
Well, you're, 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 you're right there, Harry, because uh, Republicans are outnumbered in Atlanta County. Yeah. There's about 17, I believe, thousand, thousand yeah. um, more Democratic voters in Atlanta County than there is Republicans. So let, let's go back to, you know, you knew I was very active in the, uh, the Senate Assembly uh, race in, in uh, District 2. Yep. Great, great team, uh, great victory, and, you know, they did hit the ground running. They're doing great things. Um, you know, as I said before, and I'll say it again, uh, when I wasn't the chairman, but I have no problem saying as a chairman, that Phil, Phil Murphy is our governor. And uh, part of the thing about being a leader is to be able to lead uh, by um, the constituents of your, your, your base, of your, your uh, organization, or for this part, being your taxpayers. And Viz Palestina uh, is, is, tref is the true leader. I mean, um, there's a lot of policies that the governor has in place that we do not agree with. Um, but, you know, here we are in District 2, and, you know, the governor and Vince Palestina have been working very well in the sandbox together, and it shows. Um, we've got a lot of good things going in the pipeline. I think the governor really wants to see Atlantic City uh, succeed, and nothing for nothing, I think they needed to because the more Atlantic City succeeds, the more the state succeeds because that's where most of the revenue for the state comes from is out of Atlantic County. So um, that being said, it shows by leadership. Um, Joe Girallo, he took the clerk's office. First thing he did was take out, I don't know, several 30-yard dumpsters of old stuff. I mean, yeah. just old stuff. That was and get out the vacuum cleaner and clean the place himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Right. So when I go back to, you know, where are we, where are we heading? I mean, this guy was in the office on Easter, okay? Yeah. And, and he's a, he, he's a very... Uh, uh, um, worshiping man, uh, I'll leave it at that. And he's in that office in Easter because he said that he owes it to the people with his, his co uh, close-knit staff to make sure that ballots go out correctly. They're, they go out, the people have the right ballot for the right district, which, by the way, is a very difficult job. Well, we know that because they've gone, and because the deputy clerk, Mike, is competent. And these ballots have gone out for a number of years, and there always seems to be a major mistake. I mean, when, when one is so bad, a mistake is so bad that it involves having a whole new election. That is, I mean, in, in the private sector, that would get you fired. Uh, it was just terrible. But I will say this, having gone through the history with Chairman Purdy, this era of Don Purdy as chairman and Vince Palestina as senator, and Don Guardian and Claire Swift as assembly members, and what's been happening on the freeholder board, what's been happening locally, what has happened now with all constitutional officers. And honestly, um, Scheffler is not a kook Democrat. He, if, if he had been a kook Democrat, he'd be done soon too. Uh, so you've got two out of three constitutional officers are now Republican you have um, a substantial Republican lead for the Atlanta County Board of Commissioners. You've got the strongest county executive in the state in Denny Levinson. You have an incredibly strong senator in Palestina, ditto, Swift and Guardian. So what I said about the past and Atlanta County not being a Republican county, it is a Republican county right now. And I want to double down on what Chairman Purdy said as I, as I head us into the break. That's with such a disadvantage in voter registration. It's showing you 
that the caliber of the Republican candidates is at an incredibly high level across the board locally. I like the way and I want to talk a little bit about this, Mayor Purdy. I know that in days gone by, they would take place, you know, in an off off election in April and it would be a zombie election. And basically only the parents would come out and vote. And half your 60-some percent of your local purpose tax would be on the ballot. And now those school board candidates are running on the the November general election ballot, even though they're not in the partisan columns. They're on the ballot. Those positions are smartly being looked at now by the leaders, such as yourself and the senator and folks that are leading in this county. That's really smart. So I want to talk more about all of that when we come back. With Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy, I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 21 minutes past the hour with former Mayor Don Purdy, the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party. You are listening to the Hurley in the Morning program. I did a little drive-by on the way to the break, and I spoke about all the progress. You, you talked about it, too, earlier in the hour. All the progress that Republicans have made winning seats at the local level the county level, the state level, the momentum is really palpable, but now it's right back at it because, for example, at the legislative level, as you know, with the 10-year census, four-year term for the Senate, four-year term for the Senate, then a two-year term, well, this is the two-year cycle. So, Senator Palestina, it's going to be right back at it on the ballot before you know it. Well, absolutely. And and I'll tell you, that's one of the things that I got to congratulate um, the senator's team on because, uh, you know, Vince, Don and Claire, they just came off of that nasty election where the Democrats had spent, you know, over seven million dollars to turn around and try to wreck people's lives. Um, you know, that's a lot of money. Uh, they did it in District 8 as well, and they lost, lost in both districts. But after that election was done. You know, most people uh, in this in this political game, you know, they breathe and they don't want to get started until, you know, seven, eight months before they're running again. You know, uh, Don and Claire went out on the path and they went into towns that they're not even representing and saying, listen, our office is open. We're here to help you. They put mobile offices up. They went into the senior centers. They went into the the the, um, the centers for uh, the communities and said, what can we help you with? Is there any kind of state filing papers we can help you with? And that's to lead. That's what leaders do. It's not to wait and go into these communities, you know, three months before you need their vote. And people know that. People, uh, the voters, as some people would say, is they're gullible. They're not intelligent. I I disagree with that totally. These voters are smart people. And if they weren't smart, then it would be Democratic controlled. They see what goes on. They see what's going on, not just in, in New Jersey, but what's going on in in the world. And they always say, you know, that uh, local politics have nothing to do with national. I, I disagree with that as well. People are tired of what they're seeing on the radio. I made a statement yesterday at one of the events I was at, Harry, and it said, you know, when you're going door knocking, one of the most powerful is door for a Republican to knock on is somebody that's got a flag. 
Yeah, why and, is that? And it, By I, the I, way, I, why is that? Isn't that crazy? It's it, it, it's because, and then I don't want to say all Republicans, because there's a lot of my Democratic friends that are moderate Democrats, as you're seeing, and they're the ones we're capturing also, and that's what's making our elections. But it's because we love our country. We love what's happening um, in this grassroots effort that um, doesn't matter what's on the national news or what the people are feeding on the news. It's, it's people talking to people. It's the grassroots get out the vote. People are tired of what they're seeing has happened to their country with, you know, um, it could be one generation, it could be their generation or several generations of their family, what they fought to do to come to this great country we have and watch what is happening in front of their eyes. Um, it's only, you know, a few years back that you're seeing that you could have went to the gas station for $1.75 or $1.85 and get yeah. a gallon of gas. It's not like you're sitting at Christmas time and your grandparents are telling you a great story about something that happened 40 or 50 years ago. I mean, we, we are, I mentioned this in my six o'clock monologue, Chairman, and those just joining us, it's 25 minutes past the hour on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 early in the morning with Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy, the former mayor of Galloway Township. And I mentioned earlier, people are feeling this, that this is not eight and a half percent. Nothing, nothing is up only eight and a half percent. This is costing the average family, all families, more than six, seven, eight thousand dollars a year, money that people do not have. The dollar is not stretching. the The wage that's being earned is not covering the increases to um, you know the, the necessary items, food, clothing, shelter, so on. Uh, and this is a very tough time. And people people are feeling it, Mayor. Harry, one of the other things that I say, and uh, the first time that somebody tries to digest it, they get a little little aggravated with me a little bit and they say how could you say that as a republican chairman and the the line that i'm that i'm saying and i'm telling the people is listen we are republicans here that we're talking about but at the end of the day when you're going out to talk to the people in the shopping centers you're talking to the people at at, at church you're talking to the people at a a school event sometimes it's like Let's vote for the person. Stop trying to get everybody to switch their party to a Republican because of the fact being is some people take that as a turnoff. They don't want to um, switch their party. They could be in their 70s or 80s and be a lifelong uh, Democrat. And at the end of the day, they don't believe what the Democrat Party's doing, and they're going to vote Republican. That's the message we need to get across. I'm not asking you to change your party affiliation. I'm asking you to vote for the right person for the job to make your life a better, your your kid's life, or your grandchildren's life better. So the message that I'm putting across is if you're going to register somebody for the first time, of course we're going to want them to register as a Republican. But if you can't do that, in some of these places that we're going – it's not a matter of trying to brainwash somebody into changing a party affiliation. It's a matter to get them to come to the voting poll and vote for the person that we believe and hopefully they believe is the best person to help their family out and help their community and help the state of New Jersey. That's yeah, very well said. Two minutes before the bottom of the hour break, what has been um, – has there been any surprises? Has there been any – big challenge of the past nearly four weeks since you've been chairman that you could only, uh, I guess, process 
being the chairman. It's one thing being on the outside and thinking about what the job would be like. Is there anything about the job that's different than you thought it was going to be? Um, no, I can't say that um, because I surrounded myself with good people. Um, you know, w- one of the, the people that you had mentioned earlier that is one of the best political allies that the Republican Party has at this point is the county executive. You know, the county executive has been and won more races than anybody that's been sitting in office that we know of today in the Republican Party. And for for us to be, for me, you know, I call the county executive, usually it's in the morning, um, you know, give him an update or he might have, because obviously he has a branch of information that goes out very far. And, and, and I try to learn before I try to make a mistake. And, and I'm not afraid to tell people that I don't know everything. Um, I just try to know where to get the answer from. So I'm going to say no. Uh, there's no, no, no hidden surprises. And I don't think anybody has tried to ambush me um, uh, as well because, you know, I, sometimes I don't play the best in the sandbox. <laughs> so, um, I, I fight for what I believe in. Um, I stand up for the rights of the people that I am there to represent. And I am there to build a party, and I'm there to build a party that uh, works for the community. And as well, I brought this up yesterday as well, Harry. Our main concern is to get these young kids involved. Get them involved. They go away to higher education, and they turn around and don't come back, Harry. And that's one of the biggest problems this area has. That is a good point. Hold on, Mayor. Don't go away. It's exactly... 30 minutes past the hour, the Atlanta County Republican Party chairman, I call him mayor, too, because you keep the title for life. That's what I do on this program. McCullough is senator. You, the highest title that someone has held that visits with me, I call them that. That That's not unusual. That's respect and how, how it should be done. Chairman Don Purdy, Atlanta County Republican Party chairman, uh, when we come back, if there's more, I know I got you clipped in mid-sentence there. If there's more on that, finish with that. The next area that I want to go into because I just think he's exceptional, and we're so fortunate to have him. The District 2 United States Congressman Jeff Andrew has been so important to the district and certainly to the largest portion of the district, which is Atlanta County. And if you win Atlanta County, there's a very good chance you'll be the Republican nominee for the uh, the District 2 seat. That's how essential and i don't want to downplay uh kate may cumberland and everywhere else salem everywhere else uh within the district but as atlanta county goes so goes that seat and that's been a hundred percent of the time you cannot win without it and you typically win when you have it i don't know of an example where that's not true seth grossman got the nomination he was losing around the state in different areas he he won atlanta county big did very well in in kate may as well uh but won it in Atlanta County. You win it in Atlanta County. It's so important. Van Drew has been, I believe, exceptional in the district and for Atlanta County. I want to get your take as Atlanta County Republican Party chairman about Congressman Van Drew when we come back in just a few minutes with Chairman Don Purdy. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you and we know it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Fishhead Seafood in Atlantic City, they've been told, we'll talk about it next hour with Craig Calloway, they've been told they have to leave 
their longstanding location in Atlantic City. We'll tell you why. Walking daily can potentially reduce your mortality by 50%. And believe it or not, Atlantic City Council has voted not to pay the legal bills that ousted John Devlin as chairman. They want him out. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. We are so close to warm air today. Virginia soaring into the 80s. Here in South Jersey, 60s at best, even cooler than that right along the coast. I'll give you a high of 62 today with partly to mostly cloudy skies and dry weather. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 51. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in 68. Scattered showers and thunderstorms expected to develop tomorrow afternoon. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Now is the early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 30 minutes past, 39 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. We are visiting with Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy. Uh, Chairman, Mayor Purdy, if you weren't finished what you were talking about before the break, time is yours. And then go into an overview from your wide spectrum of observation as our chairman, uh, your thoughts about Congressman Van Drew. Well, Harry, first off, um, you know, I was trying to make the point, and I think that we did right before it got off air for the break, is Atlantic County, one of the big problems that we have, and it's been happening for probably a few generations, because when kids are getting educated, uh, you know, sometimes the educational system was not as big around here as Stockton University has made it today. So, and also ACCC, and even when it comes down to the, the kids coming out of um, ACIT, um, the local schools got these magnet programs, but what's happening is kids, I'm saying kids, kids graduating high school, a lot of times go away to get educated in different parts of the country, and they don't come back. And what that does to the value of this area is tremendous. Uh, people don't think about it, but it is. It brings the workforce um, labor side down. Um, we have so much to offer here. So if we could corral and keep more people here, I mean, just with the FAA Tech Center, there's over 4,000 employees out there. Um, the, that kind of stuff is what businesses look when they're looking to build a new place to hire is what is the educational limits of the area. So that to me is very important. And I think that we, but we, by the way, mayor, as you know, that's, I think you barely touched on it. I want to just throw this in there. When you, you look at a young family or any family with children, the first thing they're looking at, if they pick Galloway township, if they pick egg Harbor township, if they pick whatever Margate, Ventnor, wherever Brigantine, which does a great job, Wherever they pick, those young families with children, they are picking communities based on the quality of the schools. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no mistaking that. So, yes, that absolutely, Chairman, extends to Stockton University. And another thing, and it's, it's, it's a shame that it's so utterly thankless, before we get to Van Drew, uh, that Stockton was kicked out of that um, uh, Atlantic City boathouse and then these treacherous people, they go on, they, 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 I have the letter and I got called a liar. I mean, I have the letter 
of Caldwell saying, we intend to use it more here, you know, with our schools. Uh, and meanwhile, they're not using it at all. They're giving it, they give it to the city. Uh, they just lie about everything. How about that? Stockton, when you count the extra $10 million that they infuse into the city in various um, programs that they do, they're, they're in for $270 million investment in Atlantic City, and they get unceremoniously kicked out of the boathouse and have to go to Brigantine. And thankfully, and they had a relationship, as you know, in the past with Brigantine that was very successful, and they were able to um, to, to really seamlessly rekindle that. Fortunately, that was there. Uh, but what a terrible, what a terrible uh, dysfunctional local government. I mean, that's just that's just bad form to behave that badly. Well, I think, Harry, one of the most important things that we're going to grab out of this conversation on the statement I'm about to make is thank God there is Harry Hurley out there, um, because I believe that the truth will come out very soon. I think that um, uh, they are definitely big problems. Um, I'm also going to say that Stockton University, me and... um, the senator had the, uh, the the opportunity to go this, this Saturday. Stockton University had a, a citywide cleanup event that they were doing, and I will. There was there was probably over eighty vendors there in the park, Harry, afterwards and set up, and what they were doing. And Stockton University had a crew of of, of volunteers going around, and they were they were actually taking the the um, I think it's a it's like an aluminum pod that's out all over the, uh, I believe it's a communication pod. And they were taking the graffiti off of it. They were priming them and they're going to be painting them. Um, they want to be involved. They do. They, and, and it showed it over the weekend. They, they had hundreds of volunteers cleaning up the city. That kind of involvement is one of the things that Atlantic city needs. Um, I know they have public works over there, but to have a third party, um, especially volunteers of the youth, being to do that, obviously, as the direction of of the president, Harvey Kesselman, which I think Harvey is doing an outstanding job. There's a lot of good things that are going to happen, Harry, and let's give it time. Um, And I believe what I've been watching and reading on your your show, as well as on your online, you're going to see what's happening over there. And the truth is going to come out and we'll be able to have this conversation at another time. Well said, Chairman. We're approaching 45 minutes past the hour. Let's get the last break in. I knew the hour would fly by, and it is when we come back. We'll have just under 10 minutes uninterrupted with Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here's something that I don't want it to come off as gratuitous, but I do want to share it with Chairman Purdy. I probably speak to more people than any one person. Maybe maybe Senator Palestina, maybe, I don't know, Van Drew, maybe Purdy, I don't know who. I'm not comparing to anyone else, but I do speak to so many people, both collectively and then off-air individually. And I do want to give you some feedback after even it's not even at the one month point yet, a couple of days away from one month. But the feedback from so many people that I've spoken with has been extremely positive about your leadership and your hard work. And, you know, the expression, you don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. Everybody knew you, but they see you now in this position. And the feedback has been very, very good, Chairman. 
Well, that's great to hear, Harry, um, because sometimes people only tell you, being myself, what I want to hear. So to hear it from the other side, um, you know, Harry, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen in the next several months that uh, has never happened around here before that we're planning to do. And it's going to involve a lot of people, a lot of good people. Um, my door is always open. Anybody that wants to get involved, anybody that thinks that they bring something to the value of running for election, we are going to have a sounding board that we will be um, – entertaining people to run for offices um again like-minded individuals that's what it's about that's what we want to do you know back before we had the break we talked about the congressman congressman has been a great leader uh, a great asset and nothing for nothing you know me and him were texting back yesterday because we were at an event together he is a teacher he is a teacher of politics you know from going from the local level to the state level to the the um uh Congress on the federal level is is, is unbelievable. Uh, the 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 marks that that man had made, and um, you know we had a we had an event at Hamilton. It was a great kickoff for their GOP, and Jack Titarelli, another great leader, was there. And afterwards, the congressman had texted me and said, you know, you know, you did a great speech, this and that. And I, my response was, <clears throat> I've had great teachers. And, and that's what it comes down to. I, I really like to be a sponge. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I'd like to improve the wheel, make it a little more rounder, uh, put my spin on it. But having a congressman like Jeff Andrew that is so proud of our country, um, as well as Atlanta County and South Jersey, he has made it known when you see him on CNN or Fox News, anywhere on, on, on national television i'm from south jersey that's his line you know i might be the second legislative district uh, i might be um from new jersey i'm from south jersey and that is very important for the people around here to see that we have an individual that is in that disaster we call uh, congress down in washington that is a fighter from this area to try to make the difference, which they are. And come November, you watch, Harry, I know you know what's going to happen. Um, and, and our congressman is a leader. He is a leader in that organization. He is a fighter to bring bring what's right back home as well to the country. And, and you know, not to just say about South Jersey and New Jersey, but their main concern, too, is bring our country back to us. And as you know, look how effective. Now, he's been in the majority. He's the only member of the House in the history of the entire republic to ever leave the majority party for the minority party. But come this November, the result, and this January, when the new uh, two-year session of the House is is gaveled into, into session – uh, he will be a member of the majority party again. He has gotten all this done as a member of the minority party. Wait until he's in the majority party. I mean, it's going to be look out. He's going to be unstoppable. He is a great communicator. He's a great leader, and nothing for nothing, Harry. He's a great friend. Yes, he is. Um, you know, when I tell you, when I tell you about being able to call the county executive in the morning and get updates, uh, get information, uh, get ideas, I can call the congressman at any time, and you know that to me is invaluable because I'm not just calling the congressman. I'm calling a guy that I consider a friend, but I'm also calling somebody that's been there 
done it. He has been involved in every part of government that there has been, and he is a great communicator. And that's what makes him a people person. You raise a very good point because there aren't a lot of people. I mean, I know some people get to maybe they have millions of dollars and the first thing they ever run for is the United States Senate and they win or the House seat. Van Drew was a committee person in the minority party. Then he became the mayor. Then he became a freeholder, first since uh, second since Reconstruction. Then he became an assemblyman. Then he became a senator, and now he's the congressman. His path is undeniable, and and as a member of both parties, he just wins. Right. And, and Harry, um, you called it out from the very beginning uh, with the congressman. When he was a state senator running for Congress, you called every bit of him. You have a, a very long uh, past with, with the congressman, uh, as well as I do. Mine doesn't go back as far as yours does. <laughs> but to have him on not just, not just the Republican side, because after you're elected, you represent all sides. And that's important for people to realize. A true leader represent, represents everybody. Doesn't matter what color they are, what religion they are, or where they're from. They represent everybody. And the congressman does that. And I believe that the, the, the people that I surround myself with will be doing and do the same exact thing as the congressman. He is definitely a role model. He is somebody that I, I love to sponge off of. And the senator um, Vince Palestina, of course, he's a very good friend. We are building something right now um, that is bigger than Atlanta County. This is th- see if you agree with the statement. And we only have two minutes, which I regret. But I knew how high energy was going to be, and I knew how fast it was going to go. But we have exactly two minutes. This is going to be the most successful Atlanta County Republican Party since Bill Gormley. I think that is a defendable, provable statement. And, and, you know, one thing that I will tell you is I talk to the senator all the time. I talk to Senator Gormley all the time. And, you know, it's funny because some people in our party might say, oh, he's talking to Senator Gormley. And, and I had the statement come right from the county executive and say, that's not a bad thing, Mayor. Well, I mean, look at his look at his record of success. I mean, his record in terms of being able to raise money to help candidates up and down the ballot, his legislative record. He's the man that funded the Atlantic City Boardwalk uh, Hall multi-million dollar uh, renovation. He single-handedly convinced Christy Whitman and others how important it was to build the convention center, which was built with no taxpayer dollars. His record, uh, you know, the, the CRDA, I mean keeping the all proceeds for the first 10 years his record is is um is tremendous final minute it it, it is and 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 again having the county executive having the senator having the ex-senator having you know even michael testa uh chris connors we have access to these people um gene stanfield we've got people all over this area and it's going to get redder Mark my words, it's going to get redder. We're going to have more legislative seats. And this area in Atlanta County is going to grow and it's going to boom. And it's going to create more jobs and a better lifestyle for the people of Atlanta County, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Chairman, we've got to go. We're at the finish line. You do talk radio, so you know what it means to hit the mark. I do believe what you're saying. Uh, This is a wave election coming. And then we have to keep the momentum for the following year because that election is so consequential. Next time we chat, we'll talk more about that. Chairman Purdy, good to talk to you.
Thank you, Harry. You're welcome. PGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Craig five. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. How about that? Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for waking up early in the morning at six minutes past the hour. And if you are listening right now, and you are, you are tuned in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And we thank you. And we know it's all because of you. We are going hyper local this hour, Dateline Atlantic City. We have the former president of Atlantic City Council, Craig Calloway, joining us this hour. And I've written two, two articles this weekend about Atlantic City. We'll go in chronological order. The first was on Saturday. And it's well-read, and it's up right now on the app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. They're synonymous. If you prefer to go through the website, the content is there. If you prefer to go through the app, it's there. Uh, Chris Coleman, thank you to our program director, my program director. And uh, he put a special button. It's It just has my name, Harry Hurley. If you click on the Harry Hurley button, if you will, uh, then all of my content the podcasts, all the digital content. You'll have access to everything that involves me here at Town Square Media, Atlantic City. It's all there. So, Craig, as you know, um, because I'm aware that you've, writ- you've, you've read both of the articles that I've written, the first one will go chronologically is, and I find it fantastical, they couldn't wait, the small gang, to get rid of John Devlin before his term was up. They couldn't wait for the term just to be over and then don't reappoint him. Ha, ha, ha. And you get, you know, you win, you get to appoint who you want. They couldn't wait. So they did something that's never been done in American history. We've done our homework. They got rid of an MUA member uh, before his term was up. And and it's, it's outrageous. And, and the city is going to pay, the taxpayers are going to pay a lot of money for it is my prediction on top of that. And it's in my article, Fred Bohr, who's a great attorney, happens to be a longtime friend, but I would bring this up if I, if he was a stranger to me, I introduced Fred to Atlantic city about 20 years ago or more. He's a good man. They screwed him too unceremoniously. He's going to take a piece of their ass as well. So on the first article, the, the, the thrust of it is that, they couldn't wait to get rid of Devlin, but now, Craig, they don't want to pay the attorney who did the job. <laughs> That's you, you have to say, and I think you'll appreciate this from your prior positions and your current position, only in Atlantic City, Craig. Yes. Get rid of the guy, but don't pay the attorneys who got rid of the guy who did the work. You can't. You, you shouldn't be able to have it both ways. And both were are wrong. Look, if you contract someone to do a job, you should pay that person. I don't agree with the job. I think it's a crappy job. It's it's wrong. I don't think it's defendable. But once you contract someone to do the job, you got to pay them. So they 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 sneak and get their four three with Sporty Randolph abstaining because of his conflict of working with the um, 
the MUA, and it's not a it's not a, a slight on Sporty. He's a good friend, uh, but he had to abstain, which means you have eight members left. I I guess they rigged it. I didn't pay that much attention uh, to it the first go around, but I guess they rigged it. Somebody doesn't show, and that's four three. Ha ha! We win, you lose. But then on the vote to pay the attorney, all eight decide to vote, and now it's four to four, which actually should have been the vote, and Devlin should still be on the board. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Comment on all that. Yes, I do. Well, <clears throat> well, Harry, uh, just typical um, uh, Marty Small politics. Uh, he's incompetent, um, and he he bullies a bunch of weak people, and that's then that's what what goes on. And then sometimes they they uh, you know start following other council members, and they and they vote on things and not even realize that oh we went against uh, little Marty. Uh oh, we're in trouble now. <laughs> they realize it after after the meeting closes. But voting four three, but voting four three to oust him, is one thing. Then voting four four not to pay the attorney bills, if it wasn't so serious, it would be but hilarious. He, yeah, but he was uh, definitely micromanaging every moment of that. That's how uh, important it was. And then on on this last one when they uh, so oh, oh 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 I get it now. The result to make sure Devlin is gone required. All of his attention, all of his commitment, and he was able to engineer the 4-3 victory. But getting the people who did the work paid, he didn't work that as hard, did he? Right. It wasn't that important. Oh, I see. Yeah, because he got what he wanted, and then the people get screwed. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll get paid. It's my belief, and, and I got some snitches in, in Trenton that are telling me the state is going to overrule the decision so we'll oh, absolutely we'll we'll break that story first like we do all the other stuff and be called a liar uh, every step of the way um anything more on devlin that, that you've either not had a chance to say ever or that comes to your mind right now i i as as you know uh, uh harry uh, john and i are, are very good friends and and it's all this comes from that john stood up for the children uh, of Atlantic City for the taxpayers of Atlantic City because this is going to be monumental um, what the taxpayers are going to get hit with. Uh, but but John, did, what he took the position because he's a good person, the man has morals, he has integrity, and he stood up for what was right. And now these evil, mean people, um, they concocted uh, all this nonsense to punish him, to humiliate him. And, but that's not going to succeed because John is strong. He's fighting them because he did the right thing, and he's going to he's going to prevail. Yeah, I think not only do they not humiliate John Devlin, uh, former distinguished police officer, retired, former longtime school board president, and still school board member, and also a longtime member on the MUA and and the immediate past chairman of the MUA. They don't they don't humiliate him. They embarrass themselves. Oh, absolutely, they did. This is a disgrace to our to our city. To the community of Atlantic City. Um, so, so Craig, so no one thinks, oh, my God, they're like conflating all these things. We're not conflating. I want to make it clear. When you talk about John Devlin, you can't separate the school board member from the MUA member because there was crossover uh, because of Devlin's position of aggressively trying to find out uh, what happened to the official uh, way of referring to this child and i'm 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 of course 
all in favor of that. Protecting, I mean, re-victimizing children is something that is unacceptable for anyone to ever do for any purpose. So I like the fact that this child is known only as uh, minor child number one. So Devlin was very concerned about minor child number one. But there were other people in powerful places that weren't very concerned about minor child number one, aren't there, Craig? Oh, absolutely. And, And so Devlin's target on his back that got him knocked out of the MUA was because he did not support Marty and Laquetta Small. Is that a fair comment? Correct. Yes, it is. And he was trying to get to the bottom of it to see how all this happened and to make sure it didn't happen again. But everyone was more concerned around, about uh, protecting, um, you know, the administrators, uh, Laquetta Small, Marty Small. It was wrapped their arms around them instead of wrapping your arms around the children, which you are putting in that position. That is the most important part. Let me, Craig, let me ask you what your um, long breadth of experience tells you is a former city council president of Atlantic City and just your experience around the school board and, and general in general. I don't expect you to throw out a specific number and it's going to be perfect, but generally speaking, how bad is the hit going to be in terms of the abuse? Obviously, Kyan Frazier is in prison. He's admitted to what I write about, and I would ask you to refer to the article on your WPG Talk Radio app or at WPGTalkRadio.com because the, I was very specific and precise uh, in terms of exactly what Kyan Frazier has pled guilty to. I'll read it into the record after the first break, but he's admitted to it. So there is a minor child where there's no ambiguity. Uh, someone's in jail admitting to what they did to this child. I know it's seven figures that the city is going to get rocked. And you know that not not all that will be picked up by insurance, that whatever this is, it's going to be picked up in addition by the taxpayers. How bad do you think this will be? Because for those who don't know, punitive damages are supposed to be unbelievably painful to the entity or to the person that that has them assigned to them because it's to discourage this kind of behavior from ever happening again and in this case there is some awful awful behavior how bad do you think this is going to get harry i think it's going to be in eight figures i think there are going to be some more uh uh, uh, child victims uh families that are going to come forward um because it is more than just child victim number one. There were several children um, who were uh, abused uh, by Kayon Frazier, and it's going to come out. And they're not going to be able to wrap their arms around Laquetta and Marty and save them. These people are horrible people. Um, and and, and I want to I I uh, quote something that I read in the 95-page FBI report, and this is really damning. And it is, it, it is from Laquetta Small. She said, and I quote, I had a conversation with the child's mother this morning. I am of the understanding that she does not know that her child is sharing a bed with Kayon Frazier. So the question is, Laquetta, why didn't you tell that mother? Your motherly instincts would have been, if you didn't suppress them, would have been to tell the mom that her child is being molested by her cousin, and you didn't do it. 
And, Craig, Craig and, let me let let me ask you one other very important question, and we'll cover it after the break. It's 18 minutes past the hour with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway on the Hurley in the Morning program. When we come back, I want to get um, I want this to be clear because I'm not even 100 percent clear on this. Is it true or false that both Mayor Small and Laquetta Small each wrote letters of support to the state on behalf of Kyan Frazier for him to gain state employment after he was gone from the local employment and if it wasn't for the absolute purpose of that employment did they write letters of support on behalf of Kyan Frazier and look I understand he's their relative so I, I if it's true then you know obviously stranger things have happened where people I mean the president sides with his son you know I I, I almost I understand that. I don't respect it in this case, especially where a child or children allegedly are involved. But you, you, I believe, will be more clear on this than I am. I have read the extensive FBI report. There are some incredible things in there. And it looks like a lot of this got shut down because Kyan Frazier pled guilty to what he pled guilty to. We'll share that when we come back. But I want to know... Did they write letters of reference for Kyanne Frazier? And what's the context? For what reason did they write the letters? In general, supporting him after there were charges, supporting him to get the state job. I, I, I'm not clear. And, and I understand that the, um, the feds have asked the state for these letters and never got them. And, and now that he pled guilty, there just doesn't seem to be an appetite to even be worried about getting them. Uh, a lot to unpack when we come back. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5, former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway, and yours truly, Hurley, in the morning. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. It's going to sound bizarre. I support the Second Amendment. No, you don't. You have a right. But from the very beginning, the Second Amendment didn't say you can own any gun you want, as big as you want. You couldn't buy a cannon. You can buy a cannon. Yep. Right now. Can you buy yours? I have not. I have not decided on what kind of cannon I'm going to buy. Well, get a ghost cannon. But I'm proud. <laughs> Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. 26 minutes past the hour. It is early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you and we know it. We're visiting with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway. The discussion this hour is Dateline Atlantic City. We've gotten into the issue of John Devlin and the MUA and not paying voting to not pay the bill, which is just crazy town USA stuff. You, you hire somebody to do what you want them to do, and that's to get rid of somebody. And then it's time to pay the bill, and you vote. The same people vote to not pay the bill. So welcome to Atlantic City. It's, uh, it's extra special this time of year. We mentioned Kyan Frazier, who is the uh, direct relative of Marty and Laquetta Small, directly of Laquetta, I understand, through marriage, Marty, of course, as well. And Frazier previously pled guilty to one count of child exploitation involving sexual abuse and child pornography, criminal charges of a child identified in the official criminal record as minor child number one. Now, this is something that I think from a pure timeline standpoint uh, 
is really important. I I am almost, I'll say 99.9% infinity sure that I know the answer. I will tell you that 10 people have written me uh, during the um, the break that we were away uh, from our, our time with Craig Calloway here this morning uh, to tell me that um, what order this all happened. But Craig, are you aware, and I uh, only if you know for sure, did the Smalls, Marty and Laquetta write Let's start with, did they write letters of support for Cayenne Frazier at all? What's the answer to that? Is the answer yes? Harry, I, 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 I wish I could answer that, but I don't know for 100% um, that, they, that they did. Um, but there were uh, letters written. There's no way that this stranger comes into um, Atlanta City, Atlanta County, and gets a a coveted job with uh, the Department of uh, Child Protection and Permanence without someone of influence uh, on the local level um, to who had a connection with someone in the state to make sure that this, this stranger uh, got this job. Where was the, but, but beyond that, because that's, you know, political connections and how things happen, that's very familiar to, I think, everybody listening to the program but how does someone who left his employment with, with the Atlantic City Board of Education as a substitute teacher under the, um, the, the circumstances that he left, how were they able to get a state job which directly put this individual with contact with children all over again? Yes, and, and not only you know, he left from the, uh, vulnerable children to the most vulnerable children. And it is criminal that uh, uh, they allow this guy uh, under the circumstances, supposedly, that, you know, he was fired from. And we know that that isn't true. Do, do we, Craig, do we know? I'm only interrupting because I really want to drill down on this. Do we know at any time did the Atlantic City Board of Education or the Atlantic City mayor, administration, whoever, did anyone ever go to the state and say, Hey, this this person shouldn't be in this position because this is how things ended here. Did anybody do that? No, no. There is that. There is not one shred of uh, information or letter or record anyone that they uh, uh, inquired, you know, uh, inquired to the state or, or contacted the state and said, "Don't hire this guy." We know that um, someone or some uh, more than one people persons. Um, um, had some kind of influence to um, have this monster hired after he was clearly uh, doing horrible, horrible things to the children at Pennsylvania Avenue School in the city of Atlanta City. And this is like unconscionable that this guy went from uh, from the school district to DCPMP, and and no one knows. And that how. does that does not happen by accident, correct? Absolutely, it does not. You, we know that you don't get a state job. You don't get a state job. Just and, and he 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 was a stranger. He's not even from this area. And he, did, and did, he comes in, he gets a job. With Craig, did he leave the Atlantic City Board of Education as someone ineligible to ever be rehired again, or did they just allow him to leave and there was no documentation in his file? Right. Well, what at at, at the time that he left the district. He wasn't a district employee. This is where they played games. Oh, he wasn't a district employee, but he he was working for a substitute uh, contractor 
and they tried to put the blame on the contractor. No, 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 no. Laquetta Small and Marty Small helped him get the job with uh, the school district, and then um, they also helped him when um, get the job with the with the contractor. And now they're trying to act like, oh, you know, they didn't have anything to do with it. They were one hundred percent. And well, here here's another important thing again because facts matter. Uh, and I'm going to call him a monster. I've heard you call him a monster. I'm going to go with that because he has pled guilty. He is in prison. He pled guilty to one count of child exploitation involving sexual abuse and child pornography, criminal charges of a child. So that that qualifies any adult that did that. And he admits that he did that with one child. I don't know what's going to happen with allegedly other um, allegations that are out there or if this was handled in such a way that that he you plead to this and then nothing else you know can ever you know touch you i don't know to what extent um his circumstances you know have been handled but this much we know he has pled guilty to what i just said that makes him a monster i don't think there's any question about that one of the most important questions that i've never heard definitively asked and answered of marty and laquetta small did they know? Because it's one thing anybody could have a relative and you not know that they're a monster, that they're capable of this kind of child exploitation, this child abuse, sexual child abuse. If they didn't know and did all the right things thereafter, then they don't deserve any criticism. If they knew before this happened to minor child number one, and that I'll speak to because that is established as a fact now. The other stuff we'll have to we'll have to see as time goes on what what will happen with all of these other allegations. But do you know, did they know that their relative was a monster before this, or did they learn about it after the fact? That's an important question, I think. Oh, they knew Harry, one hundred percent they knew it. And as I just uh, uh talked to you in the audience about the the uh when I quoted Laquetta, and when she talked to the mom, and she knew about this, so she knew about it. And then there is another. But, but, but did she know? This is the, this is the thing that is so important, though. You know about it at a certain point. Did they know he was a monster beforehand? That's what I'm saying. Before this incident happened. Before uh, this, uh, before he became an employee with the, the school district. Yeah, and before mild, uh, ch- minor child number one was abused. I don't know, Harry, but I find that hard to believe that um, Laquetta did not know of any history of her of her cousin. There's no doubt. They, the family knew. And for a period it of time, he lived, he lived with them. And until recent reporting yeah. that we've done, he was still registered to vote there. Yeah, that's correct. And also, Harry, as I said, that, you know, Laquetta knew, Marty knew, and, and, and it's documented. And then she, when she uh, said that he was uh, uh, having inappropriate behavior, she said, when she talked to the contractor, um, and they asked her, what, did they, what do you want us to do with him? And she said, I don't want him back in my school. And, and as a result of that, they allowed him to go to every other school in the district. She didn't say terminate him. Um, I'm going to report him to the police. I'm going to report him to, you know, to the authorities. No, it was all about protecting herself, her future, and the interests of her and her husband. And that's all that has taken place over uh, the most important part, 
wouldn't wouldn't have giving a more broad directive that he's ineligible to work anywhere in the district wouldn't that have protected them more than just selectively saying just not my school that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem very smart right it's, it's not because they're not smart people uh they they are morally retarded and these people are terrible terrible people they should never be in a position of authority and decision making for children for taxpayers in any capacity harry they are horrible horrible human being. Well, this is going to be interesting because when we come back, it just seems to all be connected because how could a fish seafood place, how could that, how could there be a nexus from Devlin to uh, Minor Child 1 to this, to that, to the other, and now Fish Heads, which is going to be the topic of discussion. And there is a very well-read article um, a lot of people have been interested in it, and, and I know that because I know it. Uh, and that's not, that's not hyperbole. I know it has been very, very well read in just it hasn't even been up a full day yet. Uh, on your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, check it out. Um, let me tell you the, uh, just what to be on the lookout for. The, the headline is Fish Heads, Beloved Seafood told to leave Atlantic City location. We'll talk about that next. It's Dateline Atlantic City with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway and yours truly, Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at 42 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're visiting with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway, Dateline Atlantic City. The topic, so we've gone from Devlin to the Board of Education uh, to all these different things, the MUA, all of it, and and yet it, it just all is connected. None of this is separate. It's it's quite extraordinary. And few would believe until you learn the facts that how would a fish truck that, by the way, by all accounts, I've not been a client, but I've heard of Dredgy's uh, fish heads forever. And everybody that I talk to tells me just incredible. Some of the most diverse and delicious seafood sandwiches and meals that you will find not only anywhere in Atlantic City, but anywhere, period. So if you haven't had the chance, many have. If you haven't had the chance, please read the article that we published yesterday. You can read it by navigating through your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or WPGTalkRadio.com from any digital device. It's titled Fish Heads, Beloved Seafood, Told to Leave Atlantic City Location. So probably half to two-thirds of the article is just glowing about dredgy, about 25 years in business in Atlantic City and a number of those years in Gardner's Basin near North New Hampshire Avenue. Some of the great items that they've had over the years, uh, even a rating uh, from one of the um, 147 reviews that we took a um, a look at over the weekend, the Google reviews, uh, where they have a 4.7 rating out of five. That's hard to get because, you know, it just... It's not like there's five ratings and they're at 4.7. I saw a minimum of 147. And their rating, at one look, it was 4.8. It 
And then when I looked at all 147, it cumed out at 4.7 out of five stars at Google.com. We even include one comment from a patron who was just raving over shrimp and scallops and sweet potato cheesecake and all of this. So it was a very positive piece until, unfortunately, by being intellectually honest, we've got to get into the fact that that Dredgy has been told this is Greg nicknamed Dredgy Wood. He's been told you cannot be in Gardner's Basin. Now, that either is for a legitimate reason, such as if if you believe one spinmeister out there who is saying, hey, this is just New Jersey DEP. This has nothing to do with Marty and LaQuetta Small. Uh, they they just, no, no, it's not, it's not them. Well, then how was he there the last six years? Did the DEP just get religion, you know, this year? So I don't believe that for a second. Um, even if it's true, they're, they're so, in my estimation, not, not to be believed that you can't even believe the truth when it is the truth. But I don't think that's the truth. I think there's more. Craig, um, you're aware, I've, I've spoken briefly to Dredgy myself. You're aware of an incident that took place in Gardner's Basin last summer, correct? Yes. Harry, if, if, if I could, I just want to go back to something we talked about, and then we're going to come right back to it. That's fine. Um, there, there is, a, there is a, a very good uh, friend of LaQuetta Small who wrote a letter on behalf of Kayon Frazier, and she is part of the Marty Small, LaQuetta Small church clique. And these are a group of people who are hooked up in some of the best paying uh, jobs in, uh, on, on the school board. Who, who did she write the letter in reference to Kayon Frazier? Who did she send the letter to? She sent the letter to someone in DCPMP and uh, on behalf of, of uh, her, her. So in other words, that was a recommendation for him. He couldn't work in Atlantic City because of what he did. And we don't have to say allegedly anymore because he's he's copped to what he did, or at least to some of what he did. Uh, so this was to help him get a job because he couldn't stay where he was, Correct. That is correct. Well, that's a pretty that's a pretty bad thing to do. Yes, it is. Do we know if this person knew what he did that chased him out of where he was? It's a it's a uh, lady. Uh, I don't want to give her name. Well, that's why I said this person. I didn't say man or woman. Does it? Did this person know what Cayenne Frazier had done? I can't say that because uh, that 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 matters to me. Because if you knew, and you wrote a recommendation letter then you you are a seriously bad person. If you didn't know and your friend said, hey, this is my nephew, is that is that who he is? Is he Laquetta's nephew? Is that who this guy is? I, I, I think they're first cousins. Okay, so, hey, this is my first cousin. You know, if it's me, I'm a relative. Could you write him a letter of reference? He's a really good guy. If you didn't know, then that's one thing. If you knew, it's, I mean, it should be criminal, Actually, I, I, I would think it would be if you knew that somebody sexually assaulted a child and you wrote a reference for them to get a job for them to have direct contact with other children. To, to me, that that is it's morally bankrupt, but I think it's beyond that. But if the person didn't know it's different, but it, it, yet it's all part of the same thing, uh, because th- this documented record, it, it just it looks Absolutely terrible. Before we go back to Dredgy, anything more on that, Craig? 
No, the, uh, if she didn't know, the person who she did it on behalf of knew, which was LaQuetta. All right, we ran long in the last segment, so I've got to catch up right now. When we come back, we will, I'll restate the question that I posed about Dredge and about uh, fish heads and what's happening with them being told they cannot operate where they've been operating for the past six years, how it could be a DEP thing now. I mean, did somebody uh, actually just call the DEP and and dime them out uh, like an inside type job? Or is this a coincidence, which I don't believe in? Uh, or is it something much more sinister? So we will tell you what we know and we'll leave it up to you to decide because this is – there are certain facts that are incontrovertible, but some of this is sketchy. So if somebody says, oh, yeah, come on, you know, this is guy saying it's us. It's not us. It's, it's a New Jersey DEP that says they can't operate. So they, they always seem to have somebody to hide behind is what it seems to me. But if this was the first time and you were applying for a permit and there was an incident last summer – and and you tried to say, hey, that kind of looks like it's connected. No, no, it's not at all. This is the first application. It didn't get approved. It's not a permitted use. DEP did this. has nothing to do with us at the local level. But this uh, fish heads has been there in Gardner's Basin for six years. So that's to me, that's compelling. We'll, we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. With Craig Calloway, this is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hi, it's Larry Elder, and I want to talk to you about 100% drug-free relief factor. I've been telling you about it for years on radio and television. Why? Because I believe in it. I use it. My friends use it, and hundreds of thousands of others out there have tried it. About 70% of those people go on to order more. They find that Relief Factor works to help their bodies fight inflammation and eliminate their pain. Take Mark in Texas, for example. He'd been dealing with pain in his right shoulder for months, almost constantly, when he decided to give Relief Factor a try. Within two weeks of taking it every day, the pain in his shoulder faded away and completely disappeared. There are so many people out there whose experiences with Relief Factor are just like Mark's. What about you? Might your pain be the next to go away with Relief Factor? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Just go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It is 55 minutes past the hour with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway. It's the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Okay, so, Craig, this is very simple to me. I think at some point we will get to the unambiguous truth about this. The truth will hit that fourth and glorious stage of becoming self-evident, and we'll know the truth. But for now, the issue of fish heads that has been in operation for 25 years, the past six at Gardner's Basin, is this a legitimate New Jersey DEP issue, which does not permit fish heads to operate where they've always operated, or is there something more sinister here? Absolutely, it's something sinister, and this this rotten fish has been cooking for almost a year, no pun intended, but um, this all was a result uh, of La Quarta, um, um being intoxicated, screaming, 
at this local uh, um, establishment owner, Mr. Dredgy uh, Woods. And how do you know that occurred? Because um, I had first learned about it um, through the rumor mill, and then I, uh, I've known Dredgy for years, and I went to him and asked him, was it valid? Was it true? And he confirmed, yes, it was true. It did take place. And there were a lot of people out, you know, over there at Tisha's Gardens Basin, and they heard it, and that's how it got so All right. Get I, I, I want to let people know that are listening, I'm not acting stupid here. I'm just trying to be precise. And I am aware of these circumstances because off air, I have conducted interviews to confirm certain issues. What was the issue about? Laquetta Small approaching Dredgy Wood. What was this about? This was about child victim number one who was at his establishment with his sister who was employed there and he was uh, uh, his accompanying uh, his sister was was there with her uh because the mom uh, works and goes to school and child victim number one was there with his big sister and and dredgy was also you know caring for this child as well and this had been taking place for a couple years so this just didn't happen he had a relationship with the with the with the family for several years and this is sad how this all took place uh, it's just sad it's just, so what what would be the reason why would allegedly because i'm using those terms because it's not firsthand to me i've been told certain things from reliable secondhand sources but why would laquetta small be upset this child was hired by dredgy minor child number one was hired by dredgy to work at fish heads no, he wasn't. Let me just correct it. No, he wasn't hired to work. He was uh, with his sister, who was hired to work there, and she brought along her little brother, you know, to, in her care. And Dredgy allowed allowed that, you know, because of his compassion and his uh, relationship with the family for for numerous years. So the child, the child just being there, or the relative of the child being there, was a problem. The child being there. The child being there, Laquetta saw the child, and then she uh, came, uh, attacked them, and, and they uh, intoxicated. Uh, so, uh, so in other words, this is the thing that's very hard, I think, for most people to understand. When a child is victimized, that child, in my in my world, Craig, that child should be treated with such care and respect and kindness because you have a lot – of undoing to do this child was betrayed by an adult was violated by an adult you're you're saying that laquetta small was upset that this child was at the establishment like what what is this child to be victimized again is that is that the point here absolutely that was that's what triggered this whole thing she came back later that evening and attacked uh, uh, Dredgy uh, Woods uh, and, and threatened uh, to let everyone know who uh, not to patronize him. And he was screaming. Be- because, because a child was sexually abused, that that would be a reason for that child should not be allowed, what, to, to go anywhere ever again? I mean, that that is that is sick. It is sick. And she said he he has that 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 little boy that little boy destroyed my family the nerve of her 
Well, that if, if that is all true, then that's as twisted as it gets because the little boy is the victim. The little boy didn't destroy anyone's family. That little boy had his innocence stolen from him. Right, right, absolutely. And that's what Dredge said. This is just the opposite. You know, and, and he tried to calm it, couldn't calm her down. And he reached out to uh, a friend of the small, of the small family, and they didn't do anything. And then he even reached out to Marty to tell, you know, to, to please have your wife uh, not come and, you know, disturb, uh, you know, my business and attacking, uh, you know, saying these very horrible things. And still, there wasn't anything done. And when I talked to Dredgy, I said, Dredgy, I'm telling you, you, these people are going to come after you, bro. Please get a lawyer and protect yourself. But Dredgy, I tell you, such a very mild guy, very non-confrontational. He, he assumed the off season would come and, and then no problem. And by the time the next season would come around, he would just reopen his normal uh, until he found out that that wasn't going to happen. Is that about right? Right. Right, and then he found he, he realizes that when when I when I said what I said, but he didn't want this. He didn't want to confront. He didn't want to, to sue. He just thought that you know, uh, then you know, this will go away. It'll all be all right. Uh, but the Smalls never forgot it, and they plotted and they planned, and now they have attacked and they they have uh, come after this guy, and they are trying to destroy him. And not only that, Harry. Now they're just they're dispelling very derogatory things about Dredgy's character, about he has a you know a, this problem, have that problem. This is horrible. Well, yeah. he he should take action. Would be my would be my recommendation. Get a lawyer, and get in line because this this administration is facing, I think, almost an unprecedented number of litigations uh, because of their activities. This would just be one more. Uh, what's a shame is a man that's been able to operate for 25 years. If you look at that, that that goes from uh, Jim from Jim Whalen to Lorenzo Langford to uh, probably maybe even one before Whalen even, uh, but certainly Whalen to Langford to uh, Marsh, I guess for and and Evans and and uh, Gilliam and you know all of them Guardian at all. Uh, and this is the first time, you know, he, he's the problem. I don't I don't think he's the problem. He's not the one hundred percent not the problem, Harry. And it's a it's also a major disservice to the Atlantic City community. Uh he employed employs numerous people uh during during the summer. And when you went to when you go to Fish Heads, you better be prepared to stand in line and you're gonna have to wait quite a bit of time before you get your uh delicious meal. And by the way, Craig, let me say this is the white guy on the panel right now that Dredgy Fishheads, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, was the last African American business in Gardner's Basin. Am I right about that? Yes, you are correct. It's a shame. You are correct. You know, I just think there's a pattern here. Uh, the Smalls throw out Stockton University and then lie about it and call me a liar, have the audacity to call me a liar about it when I have the Barry Caldwell letter saying that you need to get out as soon as possible. We're going to be using it. And then what do they do? They take 14 days or thereabouts to put out some bogus April, May, and June calendar, which is more Omega Sci-Fi than any other activity uh, in the building. And look, I have great affinity for Omega Sci-Fi, Rennie Langford, and a lot of people uh, that I know, Ron Cash, everybody, members, nothing against them, but that's the boathouse, you know, uh, 
And so that would that in my mind, that was fake. And then five minutes later, you find out they're giving it to the city. They're not going to be using it. They're giving it to the city. They seem to lie about everything, it seems. Absolutely. So they kick out Stockton. Now they kick out Dredge. I got some stalker saying that that basically I'm lying, that it's the DEP, as though uh, Marty and Laquetta Smalls are, hands are just completely clean on this. I, I can't prove what I can't prove, but I am allowed to have an opinion. It just seems very coincidental to me that Dredge has a problem that he never had before the very next season after his run-in with Laquetta Small. His, I'll say his alleged run-in, although multiple people, uh, including Dredge, have told me that that has happened, that that indeed did happen. So uh, final minute and a half, uh, closing comment. What do you make of all this? Well, Harry, it goes back uh, all the way to when I, when I, when I spoke. He, he, he filed a lawsuit against me. But you don't hear him say that anymore, Harry, because uh, the question that is going to be asked is, did Big Child Victim number one, has he ever been in your house, Marty Laquetta Small? And the answer will be 100% yes. So I will be vindicated, and I'm already vindicated. Are you uh, able Are you able to back up? Are you able to back up? The music's playing us out, so we have about 40 seconds. Are you able to back up your your comment there that minor child number one was in the Smalls Atlantic City home? You can back that up? I can back it up, and he was there numerous times. He knows that house just as much as LaQuetta and Marty and their children. That's how many times he's been there. Craig, we're out of time. Good to talk to you. You too, Harry. Have a good day. Former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway, uh, we need to step aside. Brian Kilmeade will take the microphone from here. A reminder, we are filling in as Brian's guest host for this Wednesday, so we're looking forward to that. Early in the morning from 6 to 10, we'll be here. And then we'll go right to Brian Kilmeade from 10 until 1. If you want to listen uh, live, you can listen to Brian Kilmeade from 9 to 12. But I would just stay with the stay with the lineup and uh, catch it all right.